0: You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com,
1: brought to you by Porter Subs.
2: It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas.
1: For us right now, it's just it's about working with whoever's in there. But definitely having Jimmy, somebody that he's had the most experience with this offense so far of any of the other quarterbacks. So it definitely does something for us and had a good practice today and definitely excited to have him back in the lineup. So we're going to go out there and try to make the most of the every opportunity we get.
2: This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. Q.
0: And here we go. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings. We do it each and every Friday. We are on a tour. We act like rock stars. We go from spot to spot to spot to spot. And we have a good time. In the meantime, in between time, my man Harry Ruiz just wrapped up his show on uh, 1460 Deportes, did a heck of a job, as he always does. Appreciate you, my man. And uh, now we're ready to rock with you for the next three hours here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wallapie and Flamingo is the spot, so come on by. Already got a few members of Raider Nation in the building, like Vice Raider. My man Jason is here on this Nevada day. So I tell you all the time that work is overrated. I tell you all the time that you should just leave work because why be there? Just tell them that Q said it's, it's, it's not a big deal. And you can get up out of there. But as I've seen around town, as I've seen at the job today, ain't nobody working anyway. So I don't even have to tell you to, to leave work because everyone has already left work or never even showed up to work. I got to the radio station today, and I realized I had the option to get to about 15 different parking spots. I was like, well, man, I don't know which one looks better. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd rather have. I parked in the big boss's spot earlier. Then I moved because I didn't feel right. But still. You know, there's all kind of different options now uh, with everyone having today off, which is cool. So it's a Friday. You're off for Nevada Day. There's a lot of families out having a good time. And if you're out and about and you're looking for some food, you're a little bit hungry, well, come on by here. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, Pie, and Flamingo. And, uh, again, we do this each and every Friday. We've got a ton of prizes for you. Got a bunch of T-shirts here. We've got some tickets here to give out, uh, koozies and, and, uh, and Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirt or uh, cups. We have a jersey around here as well. But as I mentioned, there's a lot of Raider Nation that's rolling in here already. uh, So that may go quick because you know how that happens. So uh, come on by and we'll give you whatever we got. And all you got to do is say hello. It's just that simple. So we got a big show lined up for you on this Friday. We're going to send you into the weekend the right way. Excited about it. Excited about the fact that we're going to go into the weekend. We're going to check out some college football on Saturday. We're going to check out some uh, NFL action on Sunday. And then on Monday is when the Raiders actually play, right? So we get, to, uh, we get to soak in everything. That's what I'm super excited about. Of course, Monday night football for the Raiders and the Lions, prime time action. It doesn't get any better than that. So uh, we're going to have a good time, and it's a good day to have a good time here at Buffalo Wild Wings. So we have a big-time guest lineup Set for you today, coming up at two thirty. As a matter of fact, Lomas Brown Jr., former offensive lineman, spent a long time in the NFL. Uh, was a big time player, especially for the Lions. Was a big time player. He's also part of the uh, the broadcast crew, the color commentary he does for the Lions broadcast. He's going to join us at two thirty to give us another another deep dive into the Detroit Lions, a team that the Raiders are going to face, having to travel to their building, homecoming night. Right there's going to be a lot of alum that are in the building. Uh, we talked to uh, we talked to. To uh, many different people from the Lions and and they're saying that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of folks, uh, a lot of people that used to play for the Lions that are going to be in the building, like, you know, Glover Quinn was a guy that we had a good conversation with earlier this week. He was a former Lions safety. Of course, Lomas Brown is going to join us at 2.30, but a lot of really good uh, conversation And there's going to be a lot of uh, excitement, I do believe, at four Field coming up on Monday. But we'll get everything that we need to know about the Detroit Lions with Lomas Brown Jr., a former offensive lineman for the Lions. And like I said, spent a long time in the NFL. He'll join us at 2.30. We'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We never got to that sound on Thursday's show. He met with us at the Intermountain Health Performance Center on Thursday. We never got to that sound on the show, so we'll do that around 3 o'clock. We plan on getting to some Josh McDaniels sounds, talking about the Detroit Lions. And then at 3.30, Tashawn Reed, our good friend from The Athletic, will join us to talk all things silver and black. He's over at practice right now. Uh, is going to be going into the Raiders locker room in a few minutes and talking to some of the players and get their final thoughts before uh, they get ready to head off. And Actually, there's another day. There's tomorrow as well. We'll get a chance to catch up with head coach Joshua Daniels and get one more opportunity at the locker room, and then they'll take off to, to Detroit. But kind of the final few days of preparation for this game. So uh, Tashawn will tell us what he's hearing in the locker room, what he saw from practice today, and just give us a skinny on all things silver and black. And then he's also put out some really good pieces on the athletic, uh, some including the trade deadline, some talking about the offense and why it's not uh, going yet. And that's been one of my big mysteries all season long is why the offense cannot get going. him and Ted Wynn, uh, both from the Athletic, they uh, they kind of had a film session and they broke down the Raiders' offense and what the real issues are. So we'll ask them about that as well. So I'm looking forward to that conversation coming up at 3.30 to Sean Reed from the Athletic. We'll join the show at 4 o'clock, a little earlier than his normal spot. Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He'll join the show, and we'll just kind of scatter shoot with all things betting lines. You know, we'll talk some college football. We'll talk some NFL action. We always close out that uh, conversation with the Raiders game, so we'll finish up with Monday Night Football, Raiders and Lions, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He'll join us a little earlier than normal. He'll join us at 4 o'clock. And the reason he's joining us a little earlier is, Is because our good friend Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports will join us to talk all things NFL coming up at 4.30. And week eight got underway on Thursday Night Football. The Buffalo Bills got the victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Buffalo looks good. I say that with a question mark because they look good, but they didn't put Tampa Bay away when they had the opportunity. Josh Allen had a really good game, but they couldn't put them away when they had the opportunity. They didn't step on the neck when they had the opportunity. Like, There's a few issues that I have with Buffalo, but it's good to have a few issues and win the game as opposed to have a few issues and lose the game. And right now Tampa Bay is on a three-game losing streak uh, after getting off to a nice hot start that they had. But I will say this, Baker Mayfield doesn't look bad. He really doesn't. I I questioned what he was going to do this season when he signed with Tampa Bay. I thought, eh, it's Baker Mayfield, okay, whatever. He got off to a nice start with the team, and he actually gave him a chance to win that game on Thursday night. Right, that he throws up a Hail Mary at the end of the game, and it literally, I've never seen, I don't want to say never, it's very rare that you see a Hail Mary thrown and the ball just drops harmlessly to the ground. Nobody bats it down, nobody makes an attempt to catch it, it just goes up in the air and then drops. And that's what happened, Chris Godwin was right there, all he had to do was look up and see the ball and, could have caught it, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could have won that game. As Buffalo, like I said, played with their food enough to make it a one-score game, and almost found a way to lose that game. So I think Baker's done all right with that team. So one of the questions that we'll ask Tyler Dragon uh, will be about Baker Mayfield, and has he done enough to earn a spot long-term there in Tampa Bay? Right, and I'm not saying a long-term, you know, forty forty-five million-dollar a deal a year deal. I'm not talking like that. I'm talking more like a Daniel Jones type deal talking more like a Jimmy G type deal like 33 million a year or whatever the case may be like has he earned that or do they need to see more? So we'll, we'll, like I said, scatter shoot all things NFL with Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports coming up at 4.30. So as you can tell, we have a loaded show for you, plus we're going to hear from you throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. So we've got Lomas Brown Jr., former offensive lineman for the Lions, and uh, multiple teams in the NFL coming up at 2.30. 3.30 to Sean Reed from The Athletic, 4 o'clock Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com, and then at 4.30, Tyler Dragon, USA Today Sports Sports, talking all things NFL uh, so we got a lot to get to so let's go ahead and jump into it let's get into the opening drive
2: the opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padilla it's not about the injury it's about the recovery
0: so before we get into the opening drive, I did want to go over the injury report for the Raiders and the Lions for Friday. And it's it's so weird because normally you get a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday injury report so as i was looking at it yesterday i was like oh i got wednesday's injury report no q you actually got thursday so it's thursday friday and saturday and then we'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff uh, who's active and who's inactive so real quick i wanted to go over the injury report for the silver and black as far as the uh the guys that did not participate only daniel carson uh with a groin injury and that's a kicker and that's a big deal, especially when the Raiders signed a kicker to their practice squad earlier this week. Uh, we knew right before the game against Chicago there was a little bit of issue with Daniel Carlson. Vinny Bonsignore had reported that he had gone into the blue tent, which caught my attention. And I know there was a few members of Raider Nation who was like, oh, no big deal. Daniel will be fine. And then he goes out and misses his first kick. And you could tell that the groin was bothering him. So this, to me, is, uh, is, is troublesome. It really is like I, I'm not worried about him practicing. I don't think that he needs a practice, but when he does not participate, and they signed a, a kicker to the to the squad to the practice squad for insurance, it, it's it's it sends up a red flag for sure. So he's the only one who did not participate for the Raiders. Devontae Adams was a full participant. That's two days in a row dealing with the shoulder injury. Cornerback uh, Jacorian Bennett was limited second day in a row dealing with the shoulder and knee injury. Linebacker Curtis Bolton with the knee injury, limited Thursday and Friday. Uh, Daniel Carlson already talked about him. Max Crosby dealing with the knee injury, limited both days. Not worried about Max. Not worried about Max. Max is a dude that will be out there on Monday, and they're probably going to limit him probably the rest of the season. right? And, and I think that that's fine. You see what Max is going to do. I'm not worried about him at all. Linebacker Divine Diablo dealing with the ankle injury that left him out of, uh, out of the game uh, on Sunday. Actually, he didn't participate either. I don't know why I thought he was limited, but he didn't participate either. So uh, Thursday and Friday, Divine Diablo did not participate dealing with that ankle injury. So that's kind of leaning in the direction of he may not be a go on Monday either. And if he's not, then that means more – of the heavy workload with Luke Masterson, who stepped in on Sunday and did a good job uh, at the linebacker position. Jimmy G uh, has the the back issue. He was limited on Thursday, full participant today. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's good to go for Monday. Uh, and, And I think that Jimmy G still gives the Raiders the best chance to win. I know a lot of Raider Nation doesn't want to hear that, but that's where I'm at. Jimmy G will give them the best opportunity to win the game and go out there and execute the offense. Now they've got to do a lot of work to execute that offense at a high level. But I still think he's the best guy for the job currently right now, as it's stated. Uh, Nate Hobbs coming back from that ankle injury, limited on Thursday, limited on Friday. Marcus Peters, back injury. He didn't participate on Thursday. He was limited today. So, uh, you know, we talked a lot about Marcus Peters and the lack of effort when he went to to make multiple tackles on Sunday against the Bears. And, you know, the only thing I can think of, because he didn't leave the game, is that possibly that back injury is what made him – not try as hard or maybe it was hurting and he just didn't want to leave the game uh that's i that's all i could think of when i saw that he didn't participate on thursday i didn't even know he had a back injury but when he didn't participate on thursday that kind of made me think that uh he was limited today so at least it sounds like he's getting back and then cornerback tyler hall dealing with a foot injury was not listed on thursday was a full participant today so that's the that's the the injury report for the silver and black for friday the Lions is not as long as it was yesterday. They had a bunch of guys that did not participate yesterday. They still have three that didn't participate. They have guard Jonah Jackson. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, also, David Montgomery, the running back, he's dealing with a rib injury. He didn't participate. I don't think he plays at all. I think that they'll give him this week off, and then they have a bye week as well to try to get him back because he's a he's a part of the, the big picture there in Detroit. So I think they're going to make sure they take care of him. And then this is a pretty, pretty big one as well, center Frank Ragnow. Uh, dealing with the toe and the calf injury didn't participate on Thursday did not participate today either so that could be something a couple guys on the offensive line dealing with injuries for the Detroit Lions uh, also defensive tackle Benito Jones with the ankle injury he was limited and then linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez dealing with the ankle injury he was limited as well so that's the that's the injury report for both teams the silver and black and of course the Detroit Lions now now that we're into the opening drive, do want to go ahead and throw a topic out there to you like I do each and every day. Sometimes we bring two topics, and of course you could always hit us up whatever your thoughts are 69187 keyword r the don't that's uh, that's the wbroke.com text line. I just looked at it right now, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if this is real. Like I'm trying to look at it, this can't be real. <laughs> I just literally pulled up the wbroke.com text line and Ari, right, you're back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Maybe you could pull it up as well. It literally just said 306 new messages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there ain't no. no way that we got 306 new messages. <laughs> no. So,
3: <laughs> I think you just might need a refresh.
0: No, no, I did. something. No, no, I did. And that's why, that's why it cracked me up. I was like, wait a minute, 306 new messages. There's no way. There's no way. So I'm going to go ahead and exit out. Cancel all the guests. <laughs> yeah. <cancel> yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I'm going to exit out, and I'm going to go ahead and try to restart that thing because there's no way. I mean, I know Raider Nation is passionate, but if you sent 306 text messages in the last 13 <laughs> minutes, Then I need to walk away. (laughs) I need to walk away and be like, you know what? (laughs) Ari, you could do the show. Just read them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go on, Ari. (laughs) I'll check back in when you're done reading all those. That is a lot of them. I have
3: two. I have two new ones.
0: Okay, well, go ahead. You can rock with it. I'll
3: start with Mailman Raider. Q, I'm not in Nevada, but I'll celebrate anything. Just come tell my boss it's a national holiday so I can get there.
0: I got you. I got you. I'll do it. I got your back. What else you got for me?
3: And uh, the 707, the scary thing about Danielson, I guess that's Daniel Carlson. Carlson? That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> Is the fact that we can't score TDs, so now what in the red zone?
0: That's definitely a problem. That is definitely a problem. You've uh, you got a great point there. Uh, yeah, thanks for that text. And and that's why Daniel Carlson, I mean, he's like the MVP, right? I mean, it's, it's funny. Someone asked me the other day, and I don't remember who it was. They were like, who who would you say is the MVP of the Raiders right now? And I was like, uh, Max Crosby, of course. But outside of Max? I don't know, right? I mean, really, outside of Max Crosby, you couldn't tell me who the MVP of the team was, and I'd have to say it's probably Daniel Carlson and A.J. Cole, right? Because, well, you know what you're going to get with those guys. Carlson is cash money Carlson for a reason, and A.J. Cole flips the field. He does a hell of a job. So I'd probably have to just split it between those two if I wasn't going to give it to Max Crosby. But, yeah, we definitely want to hear your feedback. 69187, keyword r and I know we don't have 302 texts, so I'll get yeah, logged back on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get logged back on, and I'll make sure that we're good to go. So you can send that feedback in at all times. And, of course, you can give us a call at 702-365-9200. But the question that I threw out there or want to throw out there, what would be the reason in your mind that the Raiders go to Fort Field and win on Monday night? Just straight up. Because, look, it's any given Sunday. You know that. There's teams that go in there and they can look terrible and all of a sudden they come up with a win. Or a team that looks great could go somewhere and, and all of a sudden lay an egg. I mean, that's just the National Football League. They love parity. There is parity. You know, so even though I picked against the Raiders in this game uh, when we did our NFL Week 8 picks, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think that the Raiders win this game. But it doesn't mean that they can't. And it wouldn't shock me at all if all of a sudden we're on Tuesday talking about uh, the, Raiders, the Raiders won. It wouldn't shock me just because that's just how things go. And we know uh, as, 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 as folks that have followed the Raiders and rooted on the Raiders for years on top of years on top of years, they play up to their competition and they play down to their competition. So what would be the reason in your mind that the Raiders find a way to win the game on Monday versus Detroit? And then the other question is, who is it that you want to see more from? It's just that simple. It could be someone young. It could be a veteran. Just who do you want to see maybe featured a little bit more offensively, maybe featured a little bit more defensively? Who is it that you're looking at that you'd like to see out there on the field at least participating more than you've seen so far this season? And I'll say this. I'm, I'm interested in seeing, and, and obviously there's a reason why he's not out there. I'm interested in seeing Chris Smith on the back end of that Raiders defense. He's a rookie out of Georgia. I'm interested in seeing him. Um, just because I think that he could be a player. You know, everything that we heard about him is he's a young Deron Harmon. I think Deron Harmon is a hell of a player. So I'd like to see him. The problem is, if you see him, that means a guy like Marcus Epps is not on the field or a guy like Trayvon Merrick is not on the field. And to their credit, they've earned earned that right to be on the field. They've played some good ball. So I don't want to take either one of those guys off. I know Marcus Epps struggled a little bit last week. But, you know, for the most part, those guys have been – Pretty stinking good, so I don't want to take either one of those guys off. But I'm personally interested in seeing more from Chris Smith. I'm also interested in seeing more from Jacorian Bennett. I know he's been banged up, but I I just want to see him out there. I think he has an ability that we don't see all the time. Now, I'm not saying take Amik off the field because Amik plays good. You know, he, he struggled just like the rest of the team struggled last week. But Amik has made plays throughout the course of the season. I honestly don't think I'd have a problem taking Marcus Peters off the field. Right? I mean, honestly, if you're going to go, and maybe that's not right now, maybe that's a, a couple weeks from now, but maybe if you roll with Ja'Cory Bennett, if if healthy, and an Amik Robertson, I'd be okay with that. You know, just, just to see what those guys could bring to the table. I feel like, you know, like everyone says, we know what Brian Hoyer can do, we know what Jimmy G could do, and they want to see from Aiden O'Connell. I kind of know what Marcus Peters is about. And I thought that he was a guy that was going to have an opportunity to make some plays on the ball, and it hasn't happened yet. So I'm not saying it's not going to happen at all, but I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I mean, just to, to keep it a buck, I'm kind of over it. I kind of want to see what those guys could do. You know, uh, again, Ja'Cory and Bennett's got to be healthy. I don't want uh, you know, a, a, a half-speed a half Ja'Cory and Bennett being out there, but I think Amika's earned the right to stay out there on the field. You know, I'd love to see a, a healthy Nate Hobbs, but we haven't seen that in a few weeks, which is unfortunate. So I think that that's really where I'm at. Michael Mayer has started to come along. You know, he took a slight step back last week, but I think everyone on the team took a slight step back last week. Maybe not even slight. It might have been bigger than slight. So I think he's going to continue to evolve. But I think that the guys that I really want to look at and see a little bit more from are the guys on, on the defense. Chris Smith at some point I think will get an opportunity. You know, Jacorian Bennett, I'd like to see more from him. And Amik Robertson, I think he's earned the right to stay on the field. So that's me. Six nine one eight seven keyword R and R seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred through the questions out there for you. Let's go out to the nine one six, Greg in Sacramento. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind?
1: Hey, Q. Happy Friday, my brother. I think uh, I think if we if we and like you said, you hit it on the head. I mean, this is a game that the Raiders shouldn't win, so that's why I think we have a great chance to win. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna say if I if I see a W coming, I'm gonna say they need to take at least two deep shots a quarter and I'm going to say that two D shots a quarter are completed at 20 yards or more. Nice. And I'm also going to say that I see 100 yards from Josh Jacobs. Good. It word. has to be, and I don't care if it's 80 on the ground, 20 in the air. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he's, he's turned into that weapon a little bit now uh, when it comes to the passing game. And I say zero sacks. That's the other thing. Zero sacks given up by us um, and zero turnovers. That's the way. I know it's a lot. I'm asking for a lot. But I think just taking those the main one for me is those two deep shots a quarter. I think if we're able to complete those, I think you, we're going to talk about a victory on Tuesday. I appreciate you, and go Raider Nation. All
0: right, great uh, great call, my man, great call. And, yeah, get 100 scrimmage yards from Josh Jacobs, that would be big. It really would. And no matter how you get it, right, I mean, get it on the ground, get it through the air, a combination of both, that would be great. And And take some deep shots. And and I do think you know we talk to Lincoln Kennedy a couple times a week, right? And and he says that he talks to defensive coordinators, he talks to defensive coaches around the league, and nobody is worried about the Raiders' offense because they don't they don't take that shot, they don't they don't stretch the field. They've got to be able to get into that. They've got to do that even if they don't know if they're going to complete it. Do like the Packers do? They throw it for the sake of, of throwing it just to try to get a defensive pass interference like that's like one of their best offensive plays is just throw the ball down the field and try to get a, a a pass interference penalty and more times than not they do so you've got to take a shot you know and at first i was okay i was I was good with being patient and just take them as they come but at this point man you're 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 going into week 8 like you literally have taken less deep shots than i have fingers i mean literally i think they've taken maybe 3 3 or 4 max All season, They've got to get into the habit of that. I like what Greg's thinking uh, as far as, you know, take some deep shots and uh, get 100 yards from scrimmage when it comes to Josh Jacobs. Uh, Mailman Raider said, Q, if we win on Monday, it's because our three stars took the game over. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and Max just blew the doors right off the hinges. And I'd like to actually see Amik replace Marcus as well. Been saying it for a couple weeks now. Amik has showed us what he's all about, and I'm all for it. That's from Mailman Raider. And, yeah, I mean, again, I was – Excited about Marcus Peters, not because I thought he was vintage Marcus Peters or he was the guy that was, you know, the pro bowler Marcus Peters, but he was a guy that has the intelligence. He's a veteran. He knows how to get to the ball. He knows angles. He, he can read the, you know, the play. He understands how to bait a quarterback. And, you know, he put that ball on the ground Sunday night Foot Was it Sunday night football against Pittsburgh? Uh, he put that ball on the ground when he had a pick six and just hasn't been that guy and has put a couple on the ground, and then you see his effort when it comes to to tackling. Just hasn't been the guy that I was expecting him to be when they signed him, so that's been a little bit unfortunate. Uh, 805 Raider said on the com text line, as with every week, the big question is does the defense show up? They showed up in each of our three big wins, didn't show up last week. If the D shows up, we have a chance. I need to see the rookie Tyree Wilson have a breakout game. That's from the 805 Raider. And, uh, yeah, the defense, again, it's been the strength of the team, in my opinion. They definitely need to show up. Forget what they did last week. Whatever they put on wax, whatever they put on film, they've got to get rid of that and go back out there to play in the, defense, the defensive style that they were playing ahead of that. Uh, let's go out to Portland. Let's talk to our guy, Robert. Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, Q, uh I just want to see them finally under McDaniels win a game. Uh, that's two time zones or more away from Vegas, and what I mean by that is they're oh they were oh and five last year, and they actually got you know beat down in New Orleans. This year, they've gone to Chicago and Buffalo and got beat down twice. So I think this game, if Billings, Jenkins, and uh, Kuntz show up and you know step the run. Uh, That's going to be very important because Detroit runs the ball well. Even though uh, Montgomery's going to be out, they got the young guy who's really having a good year. I think that's the key because Goff, when he's pressured, you and I both know when he was with the Rams, the Niners, when they pressured him, he was horrible. And that's, you know, they always had his number. And that's the key to Goff. Goff is not a great quarterback when he's pressured. He's kind of like Derek Carr. I know, he's, I know he's having a good year, but that's what you've got to do. So if those three guys, uh, you know, play much better than they did in Chicago when they couldn't stop the run, I think that's the key. The offense, I don't look for it to be, you know, too much better. I think the way they're going to win is either with some turnovers, stopping the Detroit run, pressure the quarterback, and they'll finally have a win, uh, at least McDaniels will, for the first time beyond uh, two time zones. Otherwise, it's going to be a long year because they still got to go to Miami, Kansas City, and Indiana later in the year. And uh, this is a key game.
0: All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks so much for that. I do appreciate you. Let's hustle up real quick and get one more quick call in because we got to get a quick break in and get Lois Brown Jr. to talk a little bit of Detroit Lions. But well, let's go to KC real quick, talk to our guy Dan. Dan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on, Q? Chilling, man, chilling.
3: i I want to see Josh McDaniels early in his career. What I'm tired of is, I, I, earlier you said he may not be a good head coach. He hasn't proven that yet, but he's a brilliant coordinator. I'm not sure he's proven that yet, because he has done nothing outside of New England and without Tom Brady. Maybe we went to Denver and tried to, to use his magic there. He's doing everything that all the other Patriots coaches do. They go out and fail. So that tells me he either lacks what it takes to lead men, or he just doesn't have the chops that, he, that everyone thinks he has. I want to see some intensity. I want to see some fire. I want to see swagger. That's what we had when Versace led us to the playoffs a couple of years back. They had a swagger in those last four games. They knew they were going to win, and they don't have that. They haven't had it in a year and a half. And I want to see them go out and just knock the tar out of somebody and, and, and take the game. They have not done that. Every win they've had has been squeaking by by the skin of their teeth. Okay. Hey, good stuff. Good stuff, Dan. And, yeah, I mean, I think
0: that he's a good offensive coordinator. I think he's shown that he's a good offensive coordinator, a good play caller. I don't remember calling him brilliant, but, you know, maybe maybe he got me on another day. I'm not too sure. But he does, to your point, have to show what he could bring to the table. He's got to prove that he could be a good head coach, and he's got to prove that he could be a really sharp offensive coordinator as far as, you know, play calling for this team now the team also has to be able to go out there and execute that's the offensive line that's the quarterback that's the players they've got to do that too he can call anything he wants like i can call a lot of things doesn't mean it's going to get done right? You know what I mean? So the team's got to go out there and do it, but to your point, he's still got to go out there and prove it. So yeah, maybe a, a little bit of turn back the clock, Josh McDaniels is uh, is what's going to be needed for Monday. I like that. Good stuff, man. 2.25 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wallapai and Flamingo. Uh, come on by, hang out with us. We're here till 5. we got a bunch of prizes here for you. T-shirts, we've got cups, we've got koozies, we've got that Raider Nation Radio 920 bottle opener. That brand new one, man, that one that everyone's talking about. People are fighting for this one. We got it for you. Just come on by and see us. Coming up next, Lomas Brown Jr., former offensive lineman for the Lions, current Lions color commentary, man, will join the show. It's Raider Radio 920.
2: That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery.
0: This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made to order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game Day six foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at Porta Subs.
3: Yeah, he's really matured early in his career. He had a lot of, you know, explosive plays with L.A., and, you know, and that was the way they kind of made their hay, and now you see him now, and very rarely does he make a mistake. He doesn't turn the ball over much. Uh, he's very efficient. He's aggressive when it's time to be aggressive, mm-hmm. and he's very smart otherwise. We're going to have to mix it up, keep it moving a little bit on him, try to create some negative situations as best we can and put them in some long yardage downs.
2: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q.
0: You heard Raiders head coach Joshua Daniels right there talking about current Lions quarterback Jared Goff and what he brings to the table, what he was in L.A., compared to what he is now in Detroit with the Lions as the Lions are off to a really good start. Obviously took a little bit of a stumble last week against the Ravens, but that's a really good Baltimore Raven team. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Joining us now to talk about those Detroit Lions is longtime NFL offensive lineman and current member of the broadcast team as far as color commentary goes. That's Lomas Brown Jr. Lomas, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We do appreciate you. Before we get into Monday Night Football, just to see the way that the Lions are playing, the way that they really kind of closed out last year and they're playing so far this year as a proud lion alum how does that make you feel
5: it's been great i mean it's been great not only for the alumni it's been great for the city it's been great for the state it's been great just uh for the detroit lions to matter and um we we couldn't be more proud of the team like you say we took a kind of stumble going up against a very very good Baltimore Ravens team, but I expect these guys to bounce back. Dan Campbell, that coaching staff, they seem to have these guys ready, so uh, whenever they kind of stump their toe, they seem to be ready that next game, so hopefully we'll have some of the same results Monday night versus the Ravens.
0: What are you expecting as far as the kind of the crowd, the excitement, the juice that's going to be at Ford Field with all the alumni going to be there? Kind of like that homecoming feeling that the, that the Lions are planning on having.
5: Yeah, we we want to maximize what we figure is a, a home field advantage for us. We want teams to have to come in here and use their silent count. And uh, the, the, our fans have shown up and have shown out um, even on the road. So. We're expecting a raucous uh, atmosphere. Of course, as you know, uh, the later the game is, the more folks have a chance to get moved up and get ready for the game. (laughs) So, like I say, it's going to be a raucous atmosphere. And I can't wait. The biggest thing for me is I just can't wait to see some of the alumni that will be back in town because, as you know, Q, The older you get, the better you were. So, you know, I'm telling guys that I blocked two guys and beat Barry to the end zone. So that's how it is when all those old fellas get together.
0: I know that's right. It's so funny. So many of the Raider alumni, they tell us the same story. They say, man, every year that story gets a little bit better and a little <laughs> bit better and a little bit better. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Lomas Brown Jr. is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, and you are an outstanding offensive tackle. When you look at the Lions and you look at the, the tackles that they currently have in Panay Sewell, uh, Taylor Decker, how, how good are those guys for the Lions right now?
5: You know what? That's why I can kind of sleep at night, knowing that you guys got Max Crosby over there. And I can sleep at night because of Panay Sewell and because of Taylor Decker, because these guys have been nothing but outstanding uh, since they've been here. And um, I expect them to continue to play at a high level. Um, You know, like I say, I feel confident in either side that Max Crosby goes to I think we got guys that can kind of. You, you never neutralize a guy. You just hope to kind of slow him up and keep him from taking over the game. So I think we got two guys in our. Uh, and, and I feel that way about our whole offensive line. I think we have one of the best offensive lines in the league. When you talk about Frank Ragnow, Jonah Jackson, Big V, uh, Graham Glasgow, too. Uh, you throw in the mid. So I'm I'm very confident about what our guys could get done up front.
0: You mentioned earlier Coach Campbell and having the team prepared and bouncing back after a tough loss like they took on Sunday versus the Ravens. What is it about Coach Campbell where he's able to get the most out of these guys?
5: Yeah, I mean, first of all, think about it. He was one of those guys. Yeah. He was a guy that sat in that locker room for eight, nine years. So he's one of those guys. Two, I can – and I'm a witness to it. When the Lions started one and six uh, a year or two ago – Dan Campbell was speaking the same language that he's speaking now that we've gone, what, 13-5 over these mm-hmm. last games. He's been the same way. And if you're a coach, your leaders can stay calm, you know, even when the, the, the weather's rocky, even when the ship is rocking and those guys are calm, it does something for the rest of those guys in that locker room. And we have a bunch of young guys in that locker room, so you can't be volatile with those guys. You've got to be a steady and influence for a young team. And I just think that's what Dan has brought. That's what that coaching staff has brought because of all the X clears that we have on our coaching staff. And it really shows each and every Sunday or Monday that they play.
0: When you were in the locker room, when you were playing, and again, you played at a very high level for a long time in the NFL. When you had a rough game, you had a bad game, whether it was penalties or the offensive line didn't live up to what they're supposed to do, or maybe you just took a L. how did you bounce back? What would it take for you to bounce back the next week?
5: Yeah, first thing you got to do, you got to do some soul searching. I mean, you got to walk right up in that mirror and look at that person that's staring back at you And do some soul searching, especially if you were part of the problem, you know, so you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be able to self, you know, self-discipline yourself or self-correct, you know, correct yourself. And you have to be hard on yourself, number one. And And I think, number two, you just can't get too high and too low. Man, the NFL is a learning curve. I mean, it's a learning curve. I mean, each and every Sunday you go out there, it's it's another experience that you can chalk on, but it's a learning curve each and every week that you go out there. So you're going to have some ups. You're going to have downs throughout the NFL season. But, again, you can't get too up and you can't get too down, you know, on yourself. You have to be able to kind of stay in the middle kind of, Know that if you're having a bad time, you're going to, it's going to be good times again. And if you're having your best time, believe me, it's going to equal itself out. So that's my advice, and that's what I tried to do as a player.
0: Talking right now, former NFL offensive lineman, Lomas Brown, Jr., current color commentary man for the Lions broadcast here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You mentioned having former players on the coaching staff. That includes Aaron Glenn. He's a defensive coordinator. The defense last year was probably the Achilles heel of the team. I don't even think there was a probably about it. They were the Achilles heel of the team. But this year they've turned things around. What has he been able to do to turn that defense around?
5: Well, I know the one thing he did, he kind of put those guys in the wide technically you know, moving those guys, Aiden Hutchinson and those ends, to a wide nine technique and having the linebackers playing downhill more. I meaning they're coming down to fill those gaps. And I think it's been very successful. Uh, I think, and I'm not sure, we might be either number one or the number two uh, rushing team defense in the league right now with teams
3: running against us. Uh,
5: they, can't, they can't run against us. Um, and again, I think it's because of the technical things that Aaron did to this defense. But I also think it's the way he has these guys playing. Again, you got Alex Anzalone having his best year of his career. Uh, you got these guys playing downhill, filling gaps. Uh, you got our secondary. You got those guys coming up being aggressive, and of course, you got the pressure that Aiden Hutchinson, what he brings, the relentless pressure that he brings each and every Sunday that kind of speeds up that quarterback. So it's all been working like a hand in the glove early for us in this year. Hopefully the defense can continue to get better, continue to put the pressure he's been putting on the opposing quarterback and continue to help our offense uh, uh, create points uh, with their turnovers too. We
0: heard earlier Josh McDaniels talking about Jared Goff and what he's done since he was in L.A. and now he's in Detroit. What has made him fit with not only that team but also the community there uh, with the Lions?
5: Man, Jared is a gangster, man. I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to say that's our community, but, man, I'm telling you, the reason why I say that about Jared is because think about it, man. It's just like you getting ousted from your, your your mobster family. They ousted him out in LA. They got rid of Jared. They said he was no good. He wasn't good enough to lead this team anymore. Bye bye, Jared. You can go. They ousted him. They sent him to the D cold weather place, the Midwest. You took a West Coast guy and stuck him right in the Midwest. It took that West Coast guy. Like a year or so to get his feet up under him, to learn his environment, to learn his teammates, to learn this system. But I tell you what, that West Coast guy now, he's a straight mid westerner now because he got his feet up under him. He knows he's the man here for this team. He sees what kind of community, what kind of environment that we have here tough, hard, blue collar working people and he's fit right in with us, man. So Jerry, yeah, he's one of us. He made a start. he may have started off Hollywood and bougie, but now nah, he's straight near and straight blue collar now.
0: Now, next year, he's got the final year of his deal. There's not a lot of guaranteed money on it. Is there going to be some contract extensions, you're thinking? They're going to have that conversation
5: soon? It better be. It better <laughs> be. It, might, it, it don't need to wait till next year. Why you got to wait till next right. year? Right. Go ahead and get this man done, man. That's the man. This man has shown you. He's done everything you asked him to do, and now he's leading this team, trying to lead this team to where we hadn't been in, like, what, 30-some-odd years, man. So, yeah. yeah, pay this man. He's proving that he's worth it. He's proving that he can lead us. I think they need to pay
0: him. Another guy that's really got that blue-collar approach is David Montgomery, the running back. He went to Iowa yes, State. Sir. He was all that. He went to Chicago. He was all that. Now he's in Detroit. I know he's banged up, but what has he meant to the team in general, just the style and approach he brings?
5: So, look, I said it. before, Right when the season started, I said, it's two guys we can't lose. And one was Jared Goff, and the other one was David Montgomery. And you can see, our offense hasn't been the same since he's been out. Yeah, we we won a game since he's been gone, but we haven't looked efficient. We had not looked the same like when he was in there. You know, our offense, like I said, it hasn't been rolling the right way since he's been out of there. Man, i tell you what. I, I'm like you. I watched him from a distance when he was with Chicago mm-hmm. and knew he was a tough, you know, hard-to-brain-down guy that you got to bring the party to to get that guy down. But the one thing I didn't realize about him was he is so shifty in small spaces. I mean, he can make guys miss in tight spaces along with still being powerful, low gravity, low center of gravity. <laughs> Excuse me, of gravity and everything. But he, like I say, that shocked me the way he's able to make guys' missiles in tight spaces. So, oh, he got me choking up over here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It happens. It happens. That's what happens sometimes. <laughs> Lomas Brown, Jr., former offensive lineman in the league for a long time currently with the Lions as part of the broadcast team of the Color Commentary. I just got a couple more quick questions for you. Wanted to ask you, if the Lions are to win this game on Monday, and, and I know a lot of people feel like that they should be favored and they are favored in this game, What is what has to happen for the Lions to win this game Monday?
5: So definitely, and as we know, Film circulates for three more games, meaning that Boston Ravens is not Boston. That Baltimore Raven game is going to be out there for three more games. So you can expect Vegas and the next two teams to copy what uh, <coughs> Baltimore was able to do to us. And what they were able to do to us, like I said, they didn't bother trying to run against us game as their run game and I think other teams are going to do the same thing you know you could take a three yard four yard pass it's just like a three yard four yard run play mm. so I think teams are going to do that so I think what Detroit is going to have to do to have a different outcome than what we had with Baltimore we're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback whether it's Jimmy G or whether it's the backup to get pressure on the quarterback early in the game. Because if you let a quarterback get comfortable, like we let Lamar Jackson get last week, an NFL quarterback will eat you apart. So I think that's the number one thing. And don't let you guys establish the run game either with Josh Jacobs. I know he's been struggling this year, so we can't give him an opportunity to start getting uh, big games against us. So those are things I think have to happen.
0: It's going to be a good one. I'm excited about it. Final question for you. We had someone uh, text us and asked us to ask you about Hendon Hooker. He's the young rookie that came out of Tennessee. Of course, he was coming back from that torn ACL that he suffered in college. What has been your early impressions of Hendon Hooker? I know he hasn't done a whole lot because, like I said, he's rehabbing that ACL.
5: Yeah, I like Hendon. I really do. Every time we're on the road, I make sure I speak to that young man, personable young man. And I'm going to tell you the biggest thing that jumped off to me the first time I seen him was how big he is. Oh, my goodness, man. I was at training camp, and I'm on the sideline, and I'm looking out on the field, and I'm like, I asked somebody, man, who's that defensive end right over there? Man, they was somebody that was Hendon hooker. I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, he is a physical specimen, man, to be honest with you, but very knowledgeable guy. And, of course, you know I'm a University of Florida grad. Yeah. So I watched him when he was at Tennessee, especially against my Gators, so accurate, so accurate, man. That's the one thing that really jumped off at me uh, from watching him at college. It was just so unfortunate that he tore his knee up the way he did because I think he would have been in there for the Heisman running uh, the, that year. Uh, he messed his knee up, but I love him the Hooker. I think he could learn a lot from Jared Goff, and I think he could be the future of Detroit Lions football.
0: There you go. That's a guy I was, I was so disappointed when he tore his ACL because I'm right there with you. He should have been in New York, uh, be a Heisman Trophy finalist. Uh, Lomas, before we let you go, I did want to ask you about your foundation. Tell us about your foundation and the good things that you got going on with it.
5: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I have the Lomas Brown Jr. Foundation, which I founded in 1991, and it's geared towards kids. Um, That's been the focus of my foundation ever since I founded it, Uh, and we look to empower kids through specialized camps. I do sports camps, and I do educational camps, Um, and we just try to expose the kids to as many industries, as many technologies, just expose them to as many corporations, as many things as we can expose our kids to, especially uh, moving forward in the 21st century.
2: We need to do and
5: That's what my foundation has been doing. And by helping kids, that means that we're helping families too. So proud of what we've been able to do and, and, and definitely looking for continued support out there to help us complete our mission.
0: No doubt, LomasBrownJrFoundation.org is the the site to check it out. And thank you. I'll thank you personally myself for doing that because it it takes people like you, it takes people like me to give back to the community and make sure we take care of our kids. So, Lomas, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your service in your community, uh, the work you're doing there in the community as well with the children. We definitely appreciate you.
5: Absolutely. I appreciate
0: you, too. All right, there he goes, Lomas Brown Jr., former offensive lineman, longtime offensive lineman in the NFL uh, with the Detroit Lions and other teams. But really he's, uh, you know, he, he's Detroit Lions through and through uh, in the Florida Gators uh, Hall of Fame as far as the offensive line work goes. And uh, what a pleasure to have him on the show and to be giving back and do things for the kids in the community. I think that that's awesome. So, again, Brown Jr. org. I will never stop hesitating to, uh, you know, promote something like that. That is, that is something that means so much and is so important that uh, we have to take care of the kids and we have to make sure that we raise them right in our community uh, if we want our community to be right, if you know what I mean. 249 is a time when a little bit longer than we were supposed to, but it was for a good reason. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wallapie and Flamingo come on by. Got a couple more T-shirts left. They've been going like hotcakes because that's what we do, man. When we're out on the road. You got to get hooked up, man. You got to come on by and get hooked up. So come get these uh, bottle openers, get these cups, koozies, couple t-shirts, and uh, whatever we got. Some tickets, UNLV in Wyoming got those tickets as well. Again, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings with Radio Nation Radio nine twenty.
2: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q live from Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: I know we got some very patient. Members of Raider Nation on the phone lines at 702-365-9200. We'll get to you at the top of the hour, I promise. Got a couple texts I want to get to as we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wallaby and Flamingo. Come on by. Vice Raiders here. Jason's here. All you need is you. Come on by. Pick up these uh, tickets, T-shirts, cups, koozies, whatever the case may be. If we got it on the table and it's not my computer, you can have it. <laughs> it's just that simple. Just come on by and say what's up. Brad and Concord says, so the difference maker I want to see Monday is Hunter. I miss seeing him utilizing the offense. I miss hearing his third and Renfro. All trade speculation aside, I'd like to see him make a difference or be allowed in the scheme for once to make a difference and help pull off a win this week and beyond. He deserves that. That's Brad and Concord. And, yeah, Hunter Renfro will always be the biggest mystery, right? And there was reports that were out about, you know, there's a disconnect as far as uh, the team, you know, the coaching staff and him don't see eye to eye. And I was told specifically that that's not true. And I was told specifically that that's not true from someone who would know. (laughs) Right? Not name me. Somebody that would know said that that's not true. It's just for whatever reason, it just hasn't been, you know, on the same page uh, when it comes to Hunter Renfro in this offense. And and it blows my mind. But you know what, Brad? You're right. Would love to see him go out there and shine on Monday Night Football and really be a, a, a big reason why this team has an opportunity to compete with uh, the likes of the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. One more quick text. Big Dub Raider said, Happy Friday, fellas. Feels like the defense has to dominate in order to win. As we all know, we have no idea what's going on on offense. I'd like to see more of number 20 on defense because I'm done with Marcus Epps, all his missed tackles and getting beat deep. Go Raiders. That's from Big Dub Raider. And, yeah, Marcus Epps had a rough day on Sunday as the whole defense did, as the whole team did. So I like what he brings to the table. I think he's made Trayvon Merrick better. But, uh, yeah, uh, Mao, I would love to see a little bit more Isaiah out there because he seems like he has a knack for the ball as well. 256 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. I see you, Passionate Raider. We'll get to you at the top of the hour. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.